All right, so this is going to be September 25th, 2022. I swear to God, barbers are like the worst thing. It's like, they're the worst fucking people when it comes to understanding their price. A lot of you out there are not having a fucking clue. First of all, how to run your business, how to scale up your price, or how to even like what to price your services at. And I've heard a lot of dumb shit recently. Um, and I've heard a lot of dumb excuses for things like, why a barber can't raise their price or can't charge a certain amount, which also is like, it, it, it's, it's pretty fucking dumb, right? Why, why, why would you it, like, why would you have a reason why you can't charge what you want to charge? Meaning like your location, meaning like other barbers, meaning like all this other, honestly, just like all this other crap. Right. Um, so I decided to come on here and I, I actually prepared a little something and just basically like, you know, how to, how to price your fucking cuts. Three things you got to know. And this is something that I think all barbers need to know. And it, it's sad because, like, the majority of the industry is so far fucking behind that even this shit, it, to me, it's very simple. Um, to the most of the barbers, and especially yourself who's listening, this might at least help you out uh, and bring you some type of value. And again, too, I think this is, like, things that I had to learn. Probably my things that, like, not I should say, like, things you must know, but things that I had to learn that worked for me to scale up my pricing to 150 and things that we see for our clients in the Elevated Mentorship Program that help them go, uh, let's say, from like 40 to 108 months or 25 to 75 to 90 days. These are actual actual barbers who we work with um, that scale up. Yet for the majority of the industry, it's like, <clears throat> that's first of all, it's not the norm. Let's, like, let, let's, let's just be completely fucking honest. Barbers raising their prices and scaling their income up is not normal to that extent. What is normal, however, is like barbers taking years or shit, their whole lifetime just to raise prices or make more income, which to me doesn't make fucking sense at all either. Because why would you run a business where you have to wait 12 months just to increase your price by five or 10 bucks? That doesn't mean you're in control. And, and by the way, the way you're raising your prices is just by waiting a certain amount of time. It sounds so stupid. Yet, this is how a lot of people run their business. And even then, people don't even run their business at all like that. They kind of just, like, stay at a certain price level because of certain fears. And we'll get into all this crap. Because, like, I don't even think, the, like, I, I can't even say barbers are business owners. When a business, when, when a, because a business owner isn't in fear of making an investment in themselves. A business owner isn't afraid of uh, changing things around. They're, they, they, they're, they're an entrepreneur at, at, the, at the core. And I think a lot of barbers are are first time business owners, and like I, I think for myself when I was running it, I, mean, I was scared shitless because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I think a lot of barbers have to come to, to that reality, like I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, so I'm so scared. Um, at least trying to, you know, like try to make all these people fucking happy, and you can't make people happy like that. I I almost like I was depressed for two years trying to make people happy in my business at my self sacrifice, at the sacrifice of. I just even my well-being of like fucking like working every single fucking day for five days out of the week. Uh, and that's what, a, that's what a lot of barbers do. And that's what a lot of barbers give their life to is that like these martyr figures, they feel like they have to serve because you're in the service industry. I, I think that's like one of the worst, by the way, before we get into this, I think it's one of the worst things to ever call a barber is that we are in the service based industry because I think for the whole entire fucking industry, that's what everybody banks on. We're in the service based industry. And then you have all these fucks out here that are just like basically giving out free fucking blowjobs and bending over backwards to suck a client's dick, do their fucking toenails, be their fucking lawyer, be their therapist, 
for 25 fucking bucks, for 40 fucking bucks. And by the way, I'm willing to bet most of you who are even charging that, if you do your numbers on your profit per haircut, you'll be shocked that you're not even making 40 bucks a haircut. You're probably only taking home, like you're probably profit per haircuts well under 20 bucks. Well under 20 bucks. If you want to look at that number, I mean, I have a sheet on the on the website, New Era Barber. We can easily just go over what's your total income minus your expenses, right? So like, let's say you make in a month, 6K. You subtract your expenses. Let's say that's 3K, right? Now you're left with five. Fuck, I forget what the original was. Let's say 6K. 6K minus 3K, that's 3K overall in profit. Let's say after everything that you get to, get to keep after everything at the end of the month. 3K divided by the number of haircuts that you did. That's your profit per haircut number. And more times than not, you'll be so shocked because that is the number every time you do a haircut, what is being put in your pocket. Out of that 40 or whatever you charge, that is the number that's being put in your pocket. And you get real understanding of like, that's that's more of like a shock factor to a lot of barbers. It's like, oh fuck, I thought I was making a lot of money when they're really not. So how do how you, how, I, sh I should probably change this title, honestly. <laughs> Because I don't want to, I, I want to get away more from like, I, I hate being so preachy sometimes. And I don't like, I listen back to my podcast, I listen back to my content. This is me being transparent. I hate when I, when I listen to my shit and I, I just sound like the motherfucker that's like, how oh, you should do this fucking thing? How you should do that fucking thing? Because um, that's not how I want to come off, right? And I don't want to be that guy. But I know I need to change the way I, I speak on like, um, let's say on any content. And instead, change it to more of like you know how I how I learned how to price my haircuts um, that got me to 150 bucks. How, like what would what a fucking good title be? Somebody fucking help me out here. <laughs> how I how I how I priced my haircuts to get to 150 bucks and three things that you have to know or three things that you got to learn from this. I think it'd be a better title, right? So the first thing I really learned about this is that first of all, location doesn't matter, does and does not matter. Right. So for me, I grew up in Sacramento, California. Okay. This is not like a place that, that is well known for like, um, I mean, when I was, when I was cutting hair there, the person that charged the most at the, at the time when I first started cutting there was 40 bucks. And then three years later, I was charging the most at 150. Right. I don't know who charged the most there. Now I, I, I live in LA. I'm also retired from cutting hair. Um, so, you know, if you follow these principles of how to price your haircut and run your business, you can leave the industry eventually. But it doesn't does not matter. And the, the thing that I learned was like it it because I now I'm very appreciative on why why location doesn't matter, right? But I was also under the impression, and it was a very true fact for me when I was at sixteen bucks a cut and back in twenty sixteen making two three k a month. Location does matter, and the one thing looking back and reflecting on that, the reason why it matters is because it it matters dependent on how the barber is running the business. So back in 2016, uh, when I was cutting hair in the barbershop, I was I was basically taking walk-ins, doing all referral-based. I remember doing like fucking uh, back-to-school specials. I remember fucking doing, uh, uh, what's it called? Like like discounted haircuts. So like you bring your friend in, he gets this amount. Um, I remember doing like, uh, uh, what's it called? grandfathering in pricing at some point in time, right? Because I went up on my prices. I was like, oh, but all my, all my, all my OG clients, you guys can say this price. and kind of like trying to help people out at that point in time, right? Again, too, this, these, are, these are terrible business practices because in order to scale a business, you need to be able to get new clients. And especially in a business like barbering, uh, what I learned was, you know, 
not everybody is going to pay 150 bucks for a haircut. Eventually I learned that, right? Um, and it was very crazy for me to think that somebody who was charging, who was charging 20 bucks for is going to stay with me and level themselves up at the same exact time income wise to be able to match me and still have like a, uh, have a decent income level to continually come one or two week, every week or two weeks or every uh, four weeks to get a haircut from me. It's like, how do you think, like, that's just not how life works. People are not going to like be like, oh my God, you're going to go up in your haircut price. I need to like start, I need to get that promotion too, right? It's just not going to happen. So for, for, for this, location did matter because I was very dependent because, because I didn't understand how to increase my clientele um, at a higher price point or get new clients at a higher price point. And the only way I was getting new clients was based on walk-in traffic, referral-based, um, and discount things, right? Or even promotions. Now, all of these things are great to start a business, but you, when you look at these people, and if you ever tried this in your business, you'll know these are not the people that are gonna be paying you high prices because again, too, they're coming in for discounts. They're staying with you for a discount. Um, and typically people who are doing walk-ins are, people, are typically people who, who shop jump, right? They go from shop to shop. They're not somebody who finds a barber and sticks with them. Very, I mean, like the other cases, absolutely. But these are also not people who are on the hunt to pay 150 bucks. They're on the hunt for a good deal. And you just happen to be that good deal, which kind of sucks in the moment, but it makes you realize, okay, cool. I don't want to be the good deal anymore. I need to start running my business differently. Now, on the flip side, it does not matter when you understand how to run your business and generate new higher paying clients at that higher price. point. Because again, too, when you are not uh, dependent on at least those typical models, hell, even like just, I mean, I know a lot of barbers are posting on social media, even posting so, like a couple posts every single day, not every single day, but every single week is not going to cut it at this moment in time. Like the media platforms are so much more advanced. C client conversion rates have like dropped on just content in general. And you have to be a lot savvier on understanding how to generate new clients into your business. Now, <clears throat> What am I saying that location doesn't matter? I mean, like, look, if you're going to be cutting hair in like Wyoming and charging 400 bucks, are you going to get a haircut like uh, or a full book, fully booked out clientele at that price point? Probably not. Right. But when you can go ahead and widen your clientele pool, instead of just worrying about the people who are doing the walk-in traffic, the referral traffic, the word of mouth traffic, think of how far that reach goes. Just think about it real quick, right? It doesn't fucking go that far. It probably lasts, it probably has a, uh, uh, a width of about five to 10 mile radius of where you're currently located at. And that's maybe like 15 at most, right? Maybe you have like some distant family members that they come in contact with, but you really don't break outside of that threshold. And this is why a lot of barbers are not only one, capped at what they can charge, right? And also two, think that they can't charge any more due to their city, when in fact it is all dependent on how they're running their business. Now, again, too, when I switched, when I, of course, when I was up to charging 150 bucks a haircut, the major switch that was for me that I learned was I'm getting clients that are like not 10 to, five to 10 mile radius in my city, but a five to 10 hour radius from my city. Hell, even longer, even like five to 10 hour in terms of like plane ride, right? It could be, a, it could be as simple as like somebody getting a plane ticket. Again, I, I, I said this story before. I, I, I used to have a client that would drive four hours almost every three weeks to get a haircut. And, and by the way, it wasn't a haircut that I was like skilled at. This was a haircut that was like uh, curl sponge on top, burst fade. He was paying me about 150, 180 bucks a cut uh, with the beard, 
right? And he would drive four hours from like Fresno or somewhere down in SoCal to come up to Sacramento, California. And it blew me away every single time because every single time I was like, what a fucking dumbass I was thinking that location really mattered when I was the one, I was the problem. Me as the business owner was the problem, not the business, right? Not the, um, not the clientele, right? The clientele was a byproduct of what I was producing inside the business. And I had to change the way I was running the business to produce different clientele. And I don't think a lot of other barbers in the industry understand this point because it's kind of like they just, they have a, you have a round space with a square block and you're trying to fit the damn thing through and it's not working. And it's like, yeah, duh, because like you need a fucking round, you need a fucking round circle, right? Not a square. And so you need to understand, you need to, you need in your core city, are there really clients that are going to pay you 150 bucks at a fully built out clientele, 120 plus cut uh, haircuts or clients per month? Majority, more than likely, even in LA, probably not, right? Probably if you're just banking off this, maybe in the few rare cases, like again, too, in a few places in LA, maybe in New York, but for the majority of the US, as well as we are also working with barbers in Australia, UK and Canada, that is not the case, right? So again, too, does location matter? It does and it doesn't, but it's more dependent on how you run your business. If you understand how to get clients from a five to 10 hour radius and also convert on those clients to want to come and get a haircut from you, it, 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 the floodgates have opened up. That's when you have a business euphoria where like you can have all the clients coming through your business, right? And I think this is why I get so passionate a lot of times and get pissed off at a lot of barbers is because they don't think and they don't understand that it is possible, but they are the problem, right? Because when I first identified that I was the problem, which is probably the first thing along with this, with location doesn't matter, it doesn't, does not matter, that you are the problem. You, you there, there is nothing in the business, nothing in the business can happen without you. And when I realized I, everything that the business is, only making 2K a month, working five days out of the week, tired as fuck, my shoulders falling apart, back is breaking, I hate my clients, they're annoying the fuck out of me, they're late, they don't tip, all this bullshit, it was because of me, right? I went ahead and created the business. I somehow funneled these clients and got them into my chair and cut them up. Like legit, they didn't just sit in my chair and be like, all right, cool, you're my barber now. I, I had to cut them up and like give them my information to get them to book with me. I was the one responsible for it. I then realized I'm now the one fucking responsible for getting my shit out of this, for getting myself out of this position. Because it's a shitty position to be in. Nobody wants to be, even if you're making six or 8K a month, it's a hellhole to have a business like that as a barber, right? Now, this can go in a couple things. I already went into the city-state thing, right? Of like, you know, your location of where you're at. I've also heard a lot of barbers like um, think that they can't charge a certain amount in a barbershop or a garage. Now, for myself, I never I, I never charge a high price in the garage. So I can't speak on this from a place of eye, but I can't speak of it on a place of like what I've been able to help a, a barbers do that would work inside the EM program, like South Bay Chris, right? So I'll give you an example of what some barbers, what I thought, what most barbers think, and now kind of like my paradigm right now, and I think what, what is actually more closer to the truth. So what I used to think of like when I was cutting a hair in my like parents' house and like unlicensed and shit like that, is that I had to go into a barbershop, right? I had to be legit in order to, to charge more and get more clients for clients to take me seriously. When in fact, that is like the complete opposite truth. Really, clients, clients respect somebody who runs their business properly, right? And clients don't care if it's in a barbershop, 
a solo studio, or in a garage. South Bay Chris, for instance, who I work with in the Innovative Mission Program, obviously he he's up to charging one fifty a cut. I started working with him when he was only charging thirty bucks a cut, making four k a month. This kid now is in the same garage, his parents' garage, charging one fifty a cut, and I'm, I've been there to get my beard done. It's just a regular garage, right? He's cleaned it out, but it's nothing like a, he didn't deck it out. It's like you still have the garage doors. There's some wood panels and stuff like that there. Like it's just a garage with a barber chair in there, right? And some lights. And that's about it. And this kid makes 20K a month just from that. Where most people who, again, to my thinking was, once I get into a barbershop, that's when I can charge to higher prices. And that's when I can make more money. Yet when you go into the practice of it, you, you're you fucking blindsided by and backhanded by the game. And, you, and I came to realize, like, fuck, this was actually not it. Actually, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in the business, right? I had no fucking clue. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go in the barbershop. Everything's going to work out. And it nothing nothing happened to where it worked out for me. It, it just happened. Like all I got was a, a fuck ton of clients overbooked. And sure, I'm making more money, but I'm overworked now and kind of hate my life because this is all I'm doing, right? So again, it's all dependent on how you run your business. I've seen barber guys in barbershops who only make two k a month, and guys in garages um, make upwards of twenty k per month. In fact, I was one of those guys in the barbershop only making two k a month, right? And so when you kind of flip this on its, on its head, you kind of, at least for me, it's like, wow, okay. All that really comes down to is how was the barber running their business at scale? What are the core things that matter? Can they get new clients at higher price points? Can they convert on new, new clients at higher price points? And then can they continue to grow the business at the higher price point? If yes, they should have no problem getting new clients and location does not matter. If no, if they can't get new clients at higher price points, if they can't grow, continually grow the business and grow their income at a higher price point, if they can't continue to convert on new higher paying clients outside of their jurisdiction of five to 10 mile radius at higher price points, then yes, location does matter. Because then, then at that point in time, like for myself, I was hindered by, by the barbershop location. And I was hindered by the way I run my business model. And I was basically damn near just a brick and mortar, not something that was much more um, and when I say brick and mortar, it's like a brick and mortar with the yellow pages, right? <laughs> That's basically how I was running my business. Brick and mortar with the yellow pages, which is fucking trash, honestly. So number one, location doesn't matter, does and does not matter. Um, and again, to it, it all, the business is basically based on the way you're, you are running the business or the way I was running the business. Uh, the second thing I had, I figured out about um, how to price my haircuts um, was that being booked out did not matter whatsoever. Right now, I've been on the both sides of the scale. I've been booked out and I've been not booked out, both at both levels, meaning like high level of that 150 and, and lower levels at like 16 bucks was the lowest I was ever charging in a barbershop. Right. And you can even say like 10 bucks if I was cutting the garage, but I'm not going to count that right now. Now, what, like, I think a lot of for me, I, I don't know where this idea started of like, oh, you have to be booked out to be able to raise prices or like this booked out rule of like, you have to be booked out for so long. But I just remember, I don't know if it started in barber school or I remember the first shop I was in, like the OG, the guy who just, I don't even want to fucking call him an OG. He was just a, a, a guy that had been cutting hair for a while there, right? He had been cutting hair for a while. And I think he just said, oh, you can't, we can't raise prices or we can't charge higher prices because like we can't do that until we're booked out. We have a high demand. And then we have, when we have a high demand, we can raise prices up. And to honestly, ignorant, young boy like myself, an ignorant young lad, I thought that made sense. Oh yeah, we just need to get fucking booked out and then we can go up on our prices. Yet, yet, 
We save it 16 bucks for two fucking years. So then the question becomes, why the fuck do we need to worry about being booked out? We were booked out for, for well over two years, right? Why the fuck do we need to wait on being booked out to go up? Because that's not the answer. We're st- and by the way, we only went by, by four bucks, 20 bucks, and nothing in the business really changed. I was still only making two or three K a month. It really didn't make that much of a difference. And now we got to wait another two years to go up. I was like, I don't think this is the truth, right? Now, the only thing that matters again, too, is can you or can can the business, can the barber get get clients at a higher price point, right? Because understand this, and you can even ask yourself this: if you can get clients right now, a fully booked out clientele, and have full confidence in the way you can generate clients at two hundred bucks over the next 30 days, what's stopping you from just charging that right now then? Nothing. And you can't say, because I already know a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to do this to my clients. If you could charge 200 bucks tomorrow, and over the next 30 days, you had a fully booked out clientele, brand new clientele, I don't think anybody in their right goddamn mind would say no to that. To be quite honest, everybody's going to be like, yep, 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 absolutely. Right? So, Based off that, the only thing that is holding anyone back and the only thing that that held me back until I actually started applying this was the fact that what I was doing to get new clients would not handle at a higher level. It would not, it would not handle the business and get generate clients at a higher level, at a higher price. It just would like, I did not have confidence at 20 bucks to get new clients at 40 bucks. And if I told you I was confident, I would be lying, right? Because... There's no way in hell that I could say confidently, yeah, I can charge 40 bucks. And when I was starting 20, I can charge 40 bucks tomorrow and we have a fully booked out clientele. I would have shit the bed. And it would have been totally a guess. It would have been like this Russian roulette type of thing. And when I think of like barbers will actually do this, that from what, from what, uh, uh, when I talk to them, uh, on the, on any call, a lot of barbers just kind of do this ego raising thing, right? They'll raise prices up like playing Russian roulette and just being like, well, I didn't get killed this time. Oh, they get killed this time. Oh, they get killed this time, right? And it's like, it only takes one fucking time, right? And if you really want to play with your business like that, try. Because I think all of us know somebody who's made that mistake before because they did not, they did not know how to get new clients at a higher price point. And now you look at their business, their income tanked, their new clients dried up, their old clients left them for somebody cheaper, and they're left going, man, these clients, man, I, I can't charge this in this city. I got, I got to go somewhere like LA. When it's like, you are the problem. The way you are running your business has is the problem of why your clientele vanished. Your dumb decisions are the reason why you don't have a clientele right now. And I think when barbers start understanding that factor in it, I think a lot of people will stop like trying to raise prices up so aggressively for no goddamn reason. And will actually start thinking, okay, cool. Do I actually have a business? Or do I just have a hustle that I feel so egotistically entitled to that I feel like I'm worth more and you should pay me more because I've, I've been to a fucking class, right? Instead of understanding my business is at this point, the data backs this up. And when I talk about data, I hate when fucking people do this. When I talk about fucking data, I don't mean your average haircut price or your average ticket price is 45 and you charge 40. So if you go to 43, you can still keep your fucking clients because that makes absolutely no fucking sense. And good luck trying to continually scale up with that, right? Because again, too, that says nothing about your ability to get new clients at higher price points. 
because it only takes one. Now, going from 40 to 43, are you really going to lose that many clients? Absolutely fine, right? But let's take a hypothetical of like 40 to 70. Like I've, I've seen, I've heard some barbers, this is the most dumbass shit I've ever heard, who went from like 40 to 100 because they heard some content I posted. I'm like, oh, I got to charge higher prices to make more. And they, just, they just fucking did it. And their business sucks. I'm like, well, I'm working less. I'm like, you're making less too. What are you fucking doing? And this is like how barbers fucking think. Yes, okay, you could charge more. But guess what your income looks like? Dog shit. And again, too, if your income isn't improving, and when I mean improving, you should be going up. At, you, when you do a price increase, you should have at least in the next two, two and a half, three months, 3K in additional income coming in. If you're not doing that, then you do not know how to scale the, the business. And you probably prematurely raise prices. That's just a fact. Because if you did know how to raise prices and did know how to get new clients at that price point, you could fill it back up very, very quickly. So, again, book, being booked out does not matter. Why does being booked out not matter? Because legit, this serves no purpose in going up to 100 bucks. Because that it, being booked out at a lower price point just means that you passed that price point, that you mastered that price point. But it does not mean you built anything to take into the next price point. In fact, you almost wasted time by being overly booked out because you didn't work on building the next thing and building the business up to handle scale at the next price level to understand you can still get clients at the next price level. And now you're kind of taking a guess. You're taking a shot in the dark. You're, 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 uh, what's it called? Trying to pick a uh, needle in the haystack. Again, you're playing Russian roulette on this damn thing, right? <clears throat> I, remember, I just remember going to these fucking barber shows, right? It was only, I've only been to a couple barber shows. I think I've only been to like maybe one, maybe two classes. Don't quote me on that. Maybe just one. I think I've only been to one barber class, right? And there was three speakers, I'm not going to name any names. But I remember going there and what everybody was preaching out of all three of them were just worrying about being booked out. And that was it. And I was like, what the actual fuck? Like, and this was also when I was, I was only charging like 30 or 40 bucks. Like, even then I was kind of like, that, I did that shit for like two years. That shit didn't work at all. What are you talking about being booked out? So you're going to tell me what I'm, what I'm doing right now to generate new clients in my business that's got me up to 40 is not, is not going to, you're not saying that's the thing. And instead you're saying the thing is, that will actually work actually kept me at a lower price point and lower income level for two to three years. You must be out of your goddamn mind. And again, too, these people are not bad people who are teaching these classes. These are people who are, again, OGs, 15, 10, 15 years in the game, and they got to those price points by doing that game for 10 to 15 fucking years. Who the fuck wants to cut hair for that long? Who the fuck wants to be a barber for that long? I still sometimes look back on and overall, I cut hair for myself personally. What was it, seven years? I started in 2012 and tried in 2019. Seven years. And I still think that was way too fucking long. I think I wasted way too much time because really I did, I did all of my major growth in three years from 2016 to 2019 when I went from charging, what was it about 30? I think it was in 2016. I was charging 30 bucks, 30 bucks in 2016, 2019. I was charging 150 bucks. And honestly, even in those three years, that still took me way too long. We got a guy up from 60 to 208 months, 60 to 200 in eight months. Right? Like, at that level, at that scale, 
and this is successfully because at that at, at at the top of eight months, he was making 29k a month. It's not like he raised his prices up and all of a sudden he's charged 200 bucks and he's only making 3k a month. He's only he's charging 100 bucks and only making 1k a month. It's like we are scaling the business up and scaling the income up as well too, right? And I think a lot of barbers forget this thing. You don't just fucking scale the prices or raise the prices to raise the goddamn price. You raise the prices to make more fucking income. Because guess what? If you don't, you're going to be a goddamn fucking barber for the rest of your fucking life. And I don't think anyone in their right mind actually wants to cut hair. It actually wants to spin the chair for the rest of their life. It is almost a sad thing to look at. For grown-ass men or women who are cutting hair for 20, 15, 20 plus years, I actually feel bad for them. Because... I have no clue how you could be happy working, working and slaving away five days out of the week with a cap. I just don't. And if you are truly happy and that's what you're doing, you're not overworked and you actually have a decent life, good for you. I still look at that as sad as fuck. And I don't think if you're listening to this, there's no way in hell that you even think that's cool either. Because there were no way what there, you would not be listening to me at all right now. You probably wouldn't like try to you probably would have not even clicked on any of my content. Because none of it would have resonated with me. All of those people, I don't resonate with at all. They resonate with other people. I don't even want to fucking attract those people even to work with. Because they are, they are comfortable. They are, they are at peace in life. And they just want to chill. I don't want to work or be around anybody who wants to fucking chill. You know how much of a cesspool of a mentality that is to relax and chill and be comfortable? No fucking thank you. If anything, you need to be around dogs. People actually want to run a business. And unfortunately, the barber industry... Has a lot of fucking, it's a lot of fucking bitches. Has a lot of fucking little men and, and, and who just do not want to make actual money. They want to go ahead and live like this self-righteous bullshit. They want to put on a fucking character as if that they are better than everybody else, right? Because, oh, I don't need money. Yet, how are you going to survive with less than 4K in the bank? How is that respectful when you have a full family? Making less, with less than 4K in the bank. How? And so when I'm talking about raising prices, the, these things, you, you have to understand like a lot, like th that's the mentality a lot of this OG bullshit comes from, is from people who are in a scarcity mindset and who are afraid to actually grow a business. They are afraid at the end of the day. And part of me feels bad for them because all of them have the, every single one of them actually, not all, every single one of them can grow the business. They just decide not to. They choose and decide to stay in that position for the rest of their life. And they choose to say and believe, oh, no, I can't do that to my people. I can't do that to them. Those people haven't done nothing to you except just pay you measly 20 bucks, 25 bucks. It literally does not mean that much. Because they could easily go to somebody else. And watch if you were to raise your prices, they absolutely will go to somebody else. It is not that deep. You do not need to be anybody, anybody's mommy or fucking daddy if you are a barber. And none of your none of your clients are your kids, unless they legit are your kid, <laughs> which you probably only have one or two, maybe not. Hopefully, you don't have a hundred, right? But you are not their you are not their mom or dad. You do not need to take care of them. You don't need to look after them. They, it, but, but in fact, at this moment in time, they're probably grown enough to make their own smart decisions with what they want to do with their fucking money, right? Just like you are a fucking grown adult and can make your own decision on what you need to be doing with your business and not waiting on somebody else to grow it. Got me? Because the longer that you wait, like, oh, I gotta take care of these people. You are just delaying 
what you need to be getting out of life. You are staying and keeping yourself staying in the same position. And for, I swear to fucking God, you cannot fucking complain about it. If that is what you're doing, you have no right to fucking complain about anything about what you have. You can't complain about bills, not having enough money, not having enough resources for yourself, not having enough this. You can't point the finger at all because it all comes back to you. And again, too, this mentality is just, it's infested with the booked out barber type of mentality. Because again, too, this, it, if that was a thing, if being booked out really meant a thing, I, I think we would have barbers who are making 50 or 100K a month. We just would. Because <laughs> there are some fucking barbers who are booked out the ass. Who are booked out three months in advance, two months in advance, six months in advance, right? Yet the reason why they can't go up, you cannot say they will get, they, you can give me all the bullshit you want. The reason if you're one of those barbers, why you do not go up is because you know damn well, deep down in your heart that you are afraid of, because the way you run your business, you do not know for sure if your business can handle scale and get new clients at a higher price point, because you know, deep down, the clients you have right now are not going to stay with you. But the fact that you are, that you are, um, that you are out on the limb with your business, that you're basically vulnerable, that you are basically their servant and have to bend over to them just to stay in your business because you cannot afford to lose your clients says enough. It says that you, you don't know, you have no clue on how to run your fucking business at a higher level. And at that point in time, you don't have a business, you have a job. You just created a job for yourself. If you are staying at the same price point, you do not know how to get new clients and you're banking on being booked out and you're just taking care of people. And you've been at the same income level. You do not have a business. You have a job. You're an employee. You just created your, you just made yourself an employee again. And it sucks because when I realized that my business I was probably the most, I, I was the, I was depressed little fuck. I was seriously depressed little fuck forever. Not forever, but for like two years. Right. Because I was like, <clears throat> I wanted to run a business yet. I just created a job for myself and I felt castrated because last, like one of my core life values, but the top one is freedom. That's number one for me is for, I have to have freedom. Everything I do is for freedom, right? I need to freely move, freely act, freely need, freely need to go wherever I need to go. I want to freely spend what I want to spend, whatever I want to be able to get. I want, I don't want to have restrictions on that. I just want to have freedom in every aspect of life. Probably why I can't be in a fucking relationship either. Right? So when I, when I realized that I just created a job for myself that now I have to be, <clears throat> I am the employee of, and there's no way to grow it because now I don't know how to grow it. It was the most castrating feeling. And this is what being, uh, the mentality behind being a booked out barber or just get booked out leaves you towards hopeless. And it's absolutely dog shit. Now, number three, I guess the, the, what I learned about like what, uh, about how, how, do, how would I price my haircuts? And like, I guess three things that you have to know. Number three, of course, number one, I learned location doesn't really matter to me. Um, it doesn't, does not matter to me. It did matter when I didn't know how to run the business. It doesn't matter when I, it doesn't matter when I do know how to run the business. I think I said that correctly. Uh, number two, being a booked out barber does not matter. So to me, again, too, this was just pet, something passed down from the OGs wasn't important. Number three, this is good. Like for me, 
I was so worried about like other barbers in the barbershop I was cutting at, what their pricing was and what they would think of me, as well as other barbers in my city, as well as the older barbers who either I cut with or who were in the surrounding cities who were cutting longer than I was, right? Now, again, too, I think this comes into fear because for me, at least, like, I thought that there was a seniority thing because nobody really knows what, how the barber industry works when you first get in. But I thought there was like this weird seniority thing where if you cut hair longer or if you cut hair uh, for so many years, that gave you certain seniority to, because you knew the game. When in fact, when you just really look at it, it's kind of sad. If you're like, if you're still cutting hair after fucking 10 years, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Right? I, now that I see it like that, I'm like, I shouldn't, you shouldn't even listen to somebody like, it's like, it's honestly somebody that is like, if, if now I can have an analogy to it, I guess if somebody works at, uh, um, and there's not, not bashing anybody who does this, somebody who works at McDonald's, the cashier, right? Not a manager, just a cashier, regular, regular employee there, right? You get in, the, in that position and you stay working the cash register. You stay working. Or I don't know what the fuck, uh, what the fuck the other jobs are. Cause I never worked in fast food, but um, maybe it's not cashier. Cause then cashier is actually a higher job. Let's just say you're the French fry. You're the French fry person, right? And you be stay, you stay being the French fry person for 10 years, right? And everybody around you, everybody around you does not look up to you because you're the French fry person or does not look up to you because you've been working at McDonald's for 10 plus years being the French fry person. They only look up to the person who actually has the higher seniority, right? Seniority meaning not years, but actually like who is the manager, right? That's who everybody follows, not so whoever is like done the most years. But for some reason, the barber industry, everybody thinks that because you've done the most years doing something and you can be complacently doing it for 10 years, you can stay in the same position for 10 years and all of a sudden for some reason, Every barber is under the spell that thinking just because you've been in the barber industry for 10 years, that that gives you some type of seniority and power to talk. And that you're, because you've been doing this for a while, I hate, because barbers are slick talkers too. Barbers always want, man, I've been doing this for a while, man. You should listen to me. Man, I know, I know the game, bro. You should listen to, no, you fucking don't. Then why are you still cutting hair if you know the game, bro? Why the fuck are you not retired already? Why the fuck are you still making 4K a month? Why are you still making 6K a month? Why are you still only making 10K a month? Why are you overworked still? Why are you never seeing your family, huh? Why have you not created a different business off this? Why are you still cutting behind the gym? Oh, it's for the love, man, for the people. Bullshit, you don't know how to take care of your fucking money, right? So other, like the, the age thing, again, too, I've always thought, oh, you respect the elders. If, honestly, in the barber street, there is nothing out of that shit. If anything, you gotta look at those individuals and, and not to be disrespectful, you gotta look at them like, what the fuck are you doing? You've stayed in here this long and, and, and are only at this level. What the actual fuck? If that is you, you should also be looking at yourself like, what the actual fuck? Why have I stayed here for this long? Now, <clears throat> in the shop you work with, there should not be any conflict because you run your business and the other person runs theirs, right? Because what I used to think of like, oh, man, what if I'm charging like a higher price? I can't go up my price unless I go up like unless the whole shop goes up for me because like, oh, man, like, you know. Uh, like, you know, everybody might get mad at me and like all my clients might, might go, go to everybody else. And then I'm, I'm going to be the only barber in here that like doesn't have clients. And like, that's a real fear. Right. And that's a real reality again, too, because of one and two, if you don't want to get new clients, probably shouldn't be even thinking about raising prices. You should probably be figuring out how to generate new clients in the business. So <clears throat> other barbers pricing does not matter about it. Because again, if you know how to run your own business and you had to get new clients in your business, you run separately from all the other barbers, right? 
Now, will some of your clients go to other barbers? Absolutely. When I was charging 100, 150 bucks, I had barbers who were next to me charging 30 bucks, 40 bucks. And guess what? Some of my clients went to them. And guess what? I had no problem because, because while they were getting cut by the barber who was charging 30 bucks, I was cutting a brand new client for 150. Happy as hell. No problem, bro. You need a haircut. You go to the, he will take care of you. I already got my clients unsituated. And when you can do that, it's the game changes, right? I also think when I, when, when I wanted to wait for other barbers in my shop to go up on pricing, it was because I was scared because it was, it was also a fear of like, wow, like of uh, like a scarcity thing, right? Of like, I can't go up because if I go up, all my clients will leave me and I don't know how to get new clients other than walk-ins. And what the walk-ins will do is that if they hear me charging higher price than everybody else, they're going to go to other people. And absolutely, that is correct. That's why you cannot depend on walk-ins. You can't do that. That style of business will not allow you to scale. But again, too, a lot of people can't get outside of that. Like, well, what do I need to do? Again, you need to understand how to, how to generate new clients on a social media platform, in my opinion, which again, too, is getting much more difficult by the day. Number two, you need actually know how to convert on this thing. I'm going to make a, uh, I think I really want to do a podcast later on talking about content versus marketing. They're two completely different things. Content is like TikTok dancing. Marketing is actually business driven, uh, uh, based on, um, it's business driven, uh, to get clients and like, uh, money cash flow coming to the door. And so you need a somewhat a legitimate both, right? You can't be content oriented, which again, the most part of industry is content oriented. And you know what? You can be business oriented up until a certain point. And I think up until a certain point hits about like maybe again, a hundred bucks a cut, right? So it's much higher than what a lot of you who are listening to this, where you're even at. A lot of you just need to understand how to actually convert on clients to get an actual business up and running. Once you get up to a hundred plus, that's when we can start adding more of a, of a content marketing standpoint in there, right? Up until then, just have a fucking business so you can make some fucking money because that's your biggest pain point is you don't make enough money yet. That was my biggest pain point. So again, too, you, I wanted to raise, I wanted the whole shop to raise prices up because I was too afraid to raise prices up myself because I was, a, because I knew for the fact my clients would either get pissed off and go to other, other barbers in the shop or, or I shouldn't say, or, and my new client flow, which is basically walk-ins, word of mouth would dry up as well too, because now my current clientele broke down and the only other clientele flow of like walk-ins is now going to come in, see that other people are charging a lesser price point than me and just wait for everybody else. Also, passing on business cards, the same thing would happen. I know I'll get a client, sit in my chair, they hear I'm charging more, they probably still see somebody else and go charge and go to some other barber. When you have a business like that, you do not have a business. <laughs> you, you're basically playing crabs in the fucking bucket. And again, too, does it have a capital limit on it? Yes. Can you make more or charge more on that? Unless, unless you want to, only if you can go ahead and cut as many heads per day. That's the only other way, right? Or if you want to sell a $2 hair product, what can be my guess? Now, <clears throat> There's also nothing that says that you must cut for a certain amount of years to charge X amount. I don't know why I was under this spell for so long. And I really thought that people who had, who were again, who were OGs had seniority over me when in fact I should have just looked at it like, what the fuck are you still doing here? Why are you not in a different position? Right? Because again, it only took me three years, right? And then bounce and then move on to the next thing. And it really should not take you more than three years to come into the industry, build up a clientele, scale up to 15, 20K a month, collect as much capital as possible, and then dip the fuck out on the next thing. This is not a long-term man's game. This is not an old man's game at all either. This is something that's very workflow heavy and very uh, work-centered, very heavy-duty work. I should say heavy-duty work. 
but it, it, you, you, you're on your feet all fucking day, cutting hair. It's not the most comfortable thing. Your back is going to get on you eventually. Come in and come out. Do not stay in this industry for fucking years. But most of it, most, most people do because they see the OG barbers who are chilling, relaxing, cutting hair, smoking weed, drinking beer, relaxing, making money. Yet they have no clue what their actual finances looks like. Yet they don't even ask the question, why the fuck would this guy even still be cutting hair? Why is he still cutting hair? Why is he not doing something else? Right? Because that is actually what everybody should be doing. Why is he not? Why is this fucker? Why is this fucker 15 years once he got licensed still doing this goddamn thing? Something's not adding up here, right? Because if you really are, make, are are that successful, you would actually get out of the barber industry. Because I hate when people are like, well, if you actually charge 150 cut, why are you why are you not cutting hair anymore? Because I, I don't want to, who the fuck wants to cut hair? Honestly, who the fuck wants to cut hair? Forever, for the rest of their life. I don't think, that was never my plan. I always wanted to get out. I just needed a vehicle, like understand that the, the barber industry was a vehicle for me to move on to the next thing. Right. And again, too, this is now just the next vehicle for me to go on to the next thing. And you have to look at look at what you're doing like that, because if you just apply yourself to one thing, like barbering, a low level thing that has a cap limit on it, like six figures. You're not going to do seven, seven figures a year. Like and it's very work centric. I, I don't think it's I don't think that's like, first of all, respectable and something that I, w- I would even want my worst enemy to be doing. Now. <laughs> The last point I want to make is just because other barbers in your city can't run their business at higher prices doesn't mean that you can't, right? It just means that your business model or the business model that everybody runs does not work. Now, I'll give you an example about this, right? So, again, for me, uh, when I was cutting hair back in Sacramento, everybody in the shop was kind of making around the same amount per month. Maybe there was a guy who was, maybe he was like top dog because he just like would cut like, he, I think he did like 12 or 15 minute haircuts, right? So, he's making much more because he's doing much more volume. But for the most part, everybody's running the same business model. Pass out business cards, do flyers, go to the local college, shake hands, all this other bull crap, wear t-shirts. And, you know, I think looking back on it now, I was kind of dumb. I was kind of dumb to think that because I was kind of dumb to think that when everybody's running the same type of business model, getting clients the same exact way, why would I think that anybody else would do anything outside of the ordinary of what the whole are doing? What I mean by that is like, why would I expect anybody who's getting the same, using the same methods to get clients, using the same methods to raise prices, um, to scale their business, increase their income? Why would I think the person that's doing the same exact thing as me all of a sudden make 20K a month? And just think about that. Everybody that you know who's making, who's not at that price point, who's not making 20K a month is running the same exact business model as you. And they're doing everything exactly the same. Yeah, everybody, I remember everybody's like, everybody in the barbershop was like, I don't understand why we're not making more. I don't understand why we can't charge more. It's like, because we're running the same business. We're, have, we're, we're generating the same clients. Everybody's pulling from the same clientele pool, the local clientele pool, right? Everybody is. Five to 10 mile radius clientele pool. So what do you expect our results to be? Exactly like everybody else's. And that's what they were. Until again, too, I started opening up my horizons instead of a five to 10 mile radius, five to 10 hour radius of clientele pool opens up the floodgates of what's possible. Yet again, too, majority of barbers do not think this big. And I think again, too, when it comes to pricing your haircut, you have to understand these, th- these three points, because when you don't understand these three points, you can either make a mistake. You can, by going up too high, going up too aggressively and you can break the business. You could also keep yourself, um, 
at a level just to stay comfortable because you're too afraid out of fear. And that's not good either. Right. So hopefully that went ahead and brought you some value. Um, I, for all my podcast people, I am going to start uploading these to YouTube. So I want you to go ahead and like, if you enjoyed this, uh, uh, what's it called this, this episode, make sure you go ahead and leave a review real quick. Uh, make sure you also send one, uh, send this episode to a friend. Uh, if you felt this was valuable and actually gave you some value, because that at least shows, uh, lets me know, okay, cool. What, what the more, uh, episode that people are listening to the most, is actually an episode that uh, really hit home and I should make more content like that. Um, so again, two, three things. Again, we'll just recap. Three things that you must know in terms of price, uh, price raising or raising prices of your hair goods that actually I learned. One, location does and does not matter. It's really dependent on the way you run your business and you are in charge of, or you should take full responsibility of the results inside of your business. Two, being booked out really doesn't fucking matter either. Uh, really, the only thing that matters is can you get new clients at a higher price point? And three, other barbers pricing does not matter. Other barbers age does not matter. It does not mean that you can, that like, uh, you know, that because what other barbers are charging or you can't charge more than them or that uh, because the barber's been charging longer, like been charging, been in the game longer than you, they can't charge more than them or because other barbers in your city can't run their business at a higher price point. It, it, you can't do it either. It's not possible. All this stuff's bull crap. And I think when you start breaking this down, it, start makes, it, start makes, it starts making a lot more sense of why a lot of barbers are stuck uh, in the same position overall. So again, if you enjoy this podcast, make sure you go ahead and screenshot it. Make sure you tag me on Instagram too and post this on your story so I can go ahead and give you a shout out as well too. And with that, I'll see you guys in the next episode.